This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. Hope everyone's week is off to a good start. We are less than two weeks away from the start of the 2022 regular season in Green Bay Packers football for real. It is truly around the corner. It's almost here. It's very exciting. They had their last preseason game at the end of last week. And there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened over the weekend, conversations, roster predictions, all of that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about all of it in this edition of the Quick Slants podcast. So thanks, everybody, for being here. As always, greatly appreciate it. Let's start out with some of the news from Sunday. So the Packers practiced on Sunday, and there was also a couple roster moves that were made. So the big news of the day to start the the Sunday was that – why offensive lineman Elton Jenkins would not be at practice. He did not practice. Now, Matt LaFleur, when asked, uh, said that it was not related to the knee. So that doesn't mean that it's not injury-related, but it did not was not related to his uh, ACL injury that he is uh, recovering from and rehabbing from and, and trying to return from. So that was, uh, LaFleur said he was keeping the reason in-house. Could be a number of things, but... Good news, at least a little sigh of relief. It's not related to his torn ACL. So that is that was very good news. David Bakhtiari back at practice on Sunday. Also returning to practice. Safety Darnell Savage since early in training camp for the first time. That's a very good sign. Going to need Savage next to Amos in the backfield at safety. And a bit of a surprise for me, Dalen Levitt was on the practice field on Sunday, which is... If he's able to at least practice, I don't know if he's going to start the season healthy, and they might still do what what I'm going to talk about later with Levitt. But for him to be able to participate in a a practice is good news because the injury he suffered in the first preseason game against San Francisco looked pretty bad, and it was a shoulder injury, and so he was at least able to be out there. So that's that's great because Levitt is supposed to be a big part of the team's special teams plans this season and so we'll see what ends up happening there but for him to be on the field again even if he doesn't start the season on the roster that's great that's fantastic news that was very very good so something to monitor the offensive line is is a hot topic and that's also a position group that's going to going to have a lot of eyeballs on it as the final cuts are announced this week uh Jenkins and Bakhtiari obviously big x factors will they or won't they and when so that'll be that'll be kind of an interesting thing to watch out for with those two guys. So uh, I mentioned special teams, Dalen Levitt. Uh, I you know it's it's not something that I really wanted to be talking about every week is the special teams unit, but they were bad again in the Chiefs game in preseason game three last week, and and whether or not it's a, a game that counts, they're just not good, and I'm you know, starters out there playing is, is not going to fix a whole lot. And I joked during the game that Rich Bisaccia may grow a hair or two just so he can lose them over what his team is, is doing in these games, is his, his group, uh, special teams players. I mean, it is really a problem until it's not. And until we see it for ourselves that it's not a problem, it's an issue ongoing still somehow after all the changes and focus and emphasis they've placed on this, it is still an issue. I'm very dubious that the regular season is just going to hand us a different result 
I, I think we're sitting here once again having to deal with the real, very real possibility that, it, that this area of the game is going to hold back a championship team in 2022. I hope that I'm wrong. I just don't think that starters playing is going to fix anything. I just don't. It's a culture. It's a problem. It's, it's broken. It's really broken. And I don't, I don't know why. I really, I really don't know why. It's hard to believe. I'm just, I'm out of words. Penalties. Wrong number of guys on the field. Guys misplaying the ball. I mean, these are, these are the very basics of football. This is the basics of football. This is, this is something you have to do playing in the backyard, let alone in the NFL. And it looks like it's going to be another long head-scratching season. I hope, again, I hope I'm not right. I hope I'm not right. There's still time, and, and we know that the season can start slowly with, with players, starters not playing in the preseason. We'll, I guess we'll find out, and we'll, we'll see how this thing goes. Hopefully they can turn it around and turn it around relatively quickly. Uh, there was also some roster move action that went on on Sunday. We found out that veteran inside linebacker Ty Summers was cut. Now, over the past couple weeks, either because of injury or because someone had unseated them, the Packers have let go of some starters that have been on this team for multiple seasons, and Summers is the latest that was let go. Dominique Daphne, Malik Taylor, Vernon Scott recently also cut. It's a changing of the guard. And again, some of them are because of injuries, and the Packers are just not willing to wait for injured players like they might have in the past. And so they're letting them go, and they're moving on, and they're finding someone else who's healthy, who can play, who they know can be out there if they need them. And it's, and it's they you know, if it was just time, maybe it was. The writing seemed to be on the wall for Summers with the addition of first-rounder Quay Walker. I mean, they spent a first-round pick on him. It was the first pick in the draft. They already had Devondre Campbell, Chris Barnes. So I think, obviously, they, they saw that when we get to the end of the season— and the depth is more questionable, and we're having to play Ty Summers in a playoff game, that's not a, really a position that we want to have to be in. So let's get better here. And they did. They, they put some resources into it. Rookie, or not rookie, second-year player Isaiah McDuffie looks like he's ready to maybe contribute. Hopefully he can be a special teams player, and then he can play in some depth uh, on the defense if needed. But it was, it was Ty Summers' time, and, and unfortunately his time in Green Bay has come to an end. And so the Packers basically just said, hey, we can't have a, we can't have a guy like Ty Summers out there in a game that is is really really meaningful. So, uh, wish him the best, but uh, he will be moving on. So tomorrow's a deadline where the Packers have to get down to their final fifty three players on the active roster, and then they got another sixteen guys they can add to their practice squad. Right, and I'm not going to go through every position. I'm not going to do a 53-man roster prediction here. There's been plenty of those done, and some very good ones, by the way. Uh, a couple that I particularly enjoyed, and these are not the only, so I'm not uh, you know, leaving everybody else out, but Bill Huber put up a good one at SI.com, and Andy Herman did a final roster prediction on uh, a bonus edition of the Sunday Pack-A-Day podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. So I'm not going to go through everything. It, I just think that roster predictions are kind of futile. They're almost as futile as mock drafts, but nothing will ever overtake those. Uh, but, you know, for example, offensive line, how many do they keep? You've got some interesting things here. You have Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones has gotten a lot of a lot of play. 6'8", 6'9", 
undrafted free a rookie free agent looks like he's just he's got some great size he's raw but you give him time he could be a really good depth tackle how many teams have that uh, rookie late round pick Rashid Walker was injured didn't practice much didn't play much do they keep him do they let him go might another team really be intrigued or interested in him so the offensive line might be an extra stack position now again the first iteration of the roster the final roster so what we find out it's going to be tomorrow is what it's going to be necessarily going into week one. It's definitely not going to be what it looks like midseason. And by the end of the season, it's going to be wildly different. Injuries, tra- trades, all kinds of different things can have an impact on that. So it's this This is not the finished product, but they have to get down to 53. And so it, you know, does the offensive line end up being one of those stacked positions? If you stack the offensive line, you got to keep some less bodies somewhere else. Now, obviously, I'm with the majority that the Packers are only going to keep two quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Danny Etling is not going to be kept on the active roster. If anything, he'd be a practice squad or they'll let him go and they'll figure out what they're going to do from there. And I think the Packers also have a luxury at running back. If they believe that Patrick Taylor won't get claimed, they could just roll with two and then try to bring Patrick Taylor back either on the practice squad or add him back to the roster after they might make a move or two uh, with some other players if they end up putting him on injured reserve. Um, and why, and we'll talk about why the Packers would do that uh, in just a minute here too. But uh, Tyler Goodson had a really good training camp. But again, let's not overvalue a guy that wore green and yellow and looked good in some preseason games. It's it's about what is the who are the best fifty three guys that are going to help the Packers win regular season games. And the Packers know a thing or two about what's going on around the league. They might feel confident that no one's going to claim Goodson and they can bring him back on the practice squad if they really want to. I think he's a much more dynamic back. Than is Patrick Taylor, but it's it's chess. It's not checkers. So the Packers already have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They're going to get the lion's share of the carry. So why gnash the teeth right now over your third and fourth running back, and especially your fourth running back if it's going to be a fourth guy? If they want to do that, I would think Goodson's a perfect candidate to get on the practice squad and then bring him up one a time or two this season. If you really like the matchup and you think he can help you in a game. In, the, in his particular skill set is helpful, bring him up. You can bring up practice squad players uh, up to three times in one season. So I think at running back, the Packers have an opportunity to, to allow them to go heavier in some other, other areas, and I think offensive line could end up being one of, those, one of those things. And don't forget about Kylan Hill. He's still on pup, and now with all the depth they have at running back, they don't have to rush him back. They can let him become fully healthy from his ACL injury and, and do what they need to do there. Again, chestnut checkers, Packers are, are probably gonna probably gonna do do the best thing and make make a good decision there. Wide receiver, it's the obvious. Do they keep seven? Do they keep eight? And at the end of this, at the end of this conversation is Juwan Winfrey and Samari Ture. Ture was a seventh rounder, speedy, potential returner, played well in the last preseason game, the finale against the Chiefs, has had some not so great moments as well. Juwan Winfrey's got time in this offense. He knows the offense. Aaron Rodgers has mentioned Winfrey by name. There's been a lot of talk about the Packers, about the, whether the Packers would let Winfrey go after Rodgers has gone to bat for him so much. Brian Gutekunst did say, and Matt LaFleur also alluded to the fact that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to have some input. He's not going to make the final decision, but he's going to have some input as they're figuring out their roster. They finally said, hey, yeah, this dude's a future Hall of Famer. He's got a Super Bowl on his resume. He's our best chance to win, two-time MVP. We might want to listen to what he has to say. And so he's spoken about Jawan Winfrey. And so I think the Packers are going to have their decision to make for him there. Winfrey, not great on special teams. 
And that's what you need your bottom of the depth chart guys to do is play special teams, not a strength. Now, he is a good blocker. So Winfrey can get out there and block, and that's something important for the wide receivers to need to do in LaFleur's offense. So it, it depends. Depends how the Packers see it and if they think they can get Toure back. Is there another team out there that might want to pluck Toure off of the practice squad just simply or from the, from the Packers if they cut him just simply because he uh, was a Packer? I think there's something to be said. And my Packaday podcast co-host Mark Eckel alluded to as well. Some teams value really good teams' cuts just simply because they're good teams. Teams like the Packers, the Patriots of the past, the, you know, the good teams, the Rams, the Bengals, any of those teams that are really good and they cut a player, there's just this sentiment around the league that they must have must know what they're doing if they just fielded a championship and they're always good all the time. Let's take a flyer on their player. So at receiver, that's going to be interesting to, to see what they end up doing. There's, there's going to be a lot of jockeying, a lot of smoke screens that are going to happen too. You got the defensive line. You got guys that, that looked really, really good. Devontae Wyatt's obviously gonna gonna make this team, but he didn't look very great during during preseason. He's not gonna play much, but he is one of the guys they're gonna keep, along with Kenny Clark. Dean Lowry is still on the roster. I don't they're gonna keep him. He's gonna play, and why not? Yeah, Jerron Reed, the free agent pickup, is gonna play. TJ Slayton is gonna play. Then you've got Jack Heflin, you have Chris Slayton as well. Do they keep both of those guys? Is there a chance they can get them back? I think there's a pretty, I, I would think there's a good chance they could get both or one or both back if they want to. And Jonathan Ford also is another one too. Another big body there too. I mean, there aren't, there aren't you know, as Ted Thompson said, you know, there's not a, a bunch of, I don't remember what the exact quote was, but the, the, you know, God didn't create a lot of big, a big guys that can play football like that. And I get that, but I think the Packers are going to have their options and have the opportunity to bring some of those players back and they'll do that. So whatever it is that they do, and if they cut a guy and you're, you're panicking about it, don't lose your ish over it. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's reasons why, uh, you know, they do what they do. So think about this. Tomorrow is also the deadline when any players that are still on PUP, NFI, non-football injury list, they either need to be added to the roster, go on PUP to start the season, which means they'll, they'll miss the first four games at least. They have to cut them or they have to trade them. And then on Wednesday, they can designate players to return and put them on injured reserve. They'll be able to come back. So, for example, if Dalen Levitt is a player that they feel like is not ready to start the season, they can IR him. He'd be eligible to come back. Now, in order to be eligible to return, you've got to be on the opening day roster. You've got, or you've got to be on the initial 53-man roster. So, if you IR a player now, he cannot come back. He cannot rejoin your team later in the season. And the Packers and most other teams in the NFL, I believe, want to take advantage of the ability to bring those players back. So we could see some of that happen here as well. Now, there have been some thoughts and ideas that if David Bakhtiari is not ready to come back, he was taken off of PUP, so he cannot start the season on physically unable to perform because he practiced. So any player taken off a pup and who practiced cannot start the season on physically unable to perform. If the Packers want to shelve them, the only option is to keep them on the initial 53, which means you're going to have to cut another player or cut someone else to make room for that player, and they're going to have to wait till Wednesday, put them on IR, and then that player can return after they've set out the minimum number of games, and then they can come back and rejoin the team later. So again the jockeying, the roster changes, all that kind of stuff. I think the Packers probably have a good sense of what they want to do. 
I don't think there's there's any major concern. There's always a chance that a player might get taken from them. But hey, if there's another team that really wants that player so badly and you're talking about your fourth or fifth guy on a depth chart, okay, well, good luck to them. And if there's a team that can can turn them into something great, you know, that's that's fantastic. I can't think of too many players that the Packers let go that at the beginning of at the end of training camp that another team picked up and who went on to have this blockbuster or, or you know major successful career. So we'll see. Um, I did want to mention one thing which was interesting that we found out on Sunday too. So Mason Crosby, the kicker, he's still on the physically unable to perform list. There was an idea or a thought that he may do some individual work on Sunday. And he that would that would mean he's taken off of the PUP and then he can't start the season on PUP. And he's still sitting. Crosby himself has said week one in Minnesota is still the goal for him. So that's a kind of a big deal. I mean, Ramiz Ahmed has has done okay. He is he is kicked okay, and I don't think you that here in you're in real bad shape if you need him out there for a couple of games. Uh, but Mason Crosby is your veteran kicker, and he's the guy ideally that the Packers want to roll with. He doesn't have the leg to kick off into the end zone, and that's a problem in and of itself on special teams. I get that. And he's had well-documented struggles a few times during his tenure. Last year, he had a, a stretch where he didn't kick very well. We all remember 2012. So there have been times where he's had some slumps, but he's also made some big-time kicks as well. 15 seasons in the league, Kicking at Lambeau during all the seasons, all the all of the actual weather seasons during the during the football season, including winter. You know, Crosby, when he's ready to go, is going to be this team's kicker. But they might have to be without him for the first four games. If he's not ready to come off a pup, then he's not going to be able to kick. He can't he can't be the guy. So maybe they have to roll with Ahmed. And if if you know it turns out that this recovery process or or timeline from what Crosby called an oil change procedure, surgery procedure that he had recently, it ends up being longer than anybody thought, including the Packers and Crosby. Is it possible that the Packers might have to move on? I don't know. I think that's the last thing they want to do. I will say that right now. I think I think that's a break glass in case of emergency option, and they're only going to let go of a player like Crosby if there's just no way that he's going to be able to kick for any significant portion of this season. Now, the fact that there was a thought that he might be able to go on Sunday, that makes me feel pretty good that that's not going to be the case. But I think I think Mason Crosby is going to be Green Bay's guy. He's going to be the Packers' guy. Now, by the time that we listen to this, that you're listening to this show, some of these moves may have already been made. Other guys might have already been cut. Some of the names I might have mentioned may already be out of play because they're either cut or they're they're, they're or they're they are they're cut. They're gone, so they're not going to be in the mix. But I think this year's roster is pretty strong. This isn't any kind of head-scratching, skull-crushing final cutdown. It's still very intriguing. There's still a lot of position groups where there's there's question marks. There's some young players that I think the Packers could do a lot of good things with. They're able to keep them, but they're going to end up cutting some players that are going to make us all say, oh, gosh, are they going to be able to get that player back on the roster? We'll find out. I think once I, once again, I think the Packers probably have a good pulse and a good sense. A lot of other teams in the NFL, too, have a good sense of what other teams think of their players. And other teams already have 75, 80 guys right now that they like. It's not like they're all sitting there 
hinging their season and their final roster, hoping that the Packers are going to cut a guy. So they're not sitting there planning on that. And the Packers, likewise, are not sitting here counting on some guy that they wish they had drafted or, or picked up and undrafted free agency getting cut. And they're penciling that person in on their roster. They've got to base their roster on what they know and who they have. So that's that. That's the that's where we're at. And again, by the time we're listening to this show, more to come out. But it's going to be one of those fun Twitter refresh days to see who the cutdowns are going to be. And so let's keep an eye on that and see what happens. As I always say, if there's an opportunity and enough news, I'll do another quick slants later this week. But if nothing else, it'll be next week on Monday. And it'll come out and that's uh, that'll be the Labor Day edition of the Quick Slants podcast. And also on Labor Day, we're going to have a mega show over at Game On Wisconsin with a bunch of us coming on talking Packers this season, news, updates, everything else that has happened, a season preview show. I know we did one a couple of seasons ago. We had some fun guests and personalities that came on there. It'll be a bunch of us from the Game On Wisconsin team just talking Packers and what we expect for this season. We'll talk about the final roster and what it's looking like at that point. So should be a lot of fun. going to be a very stacked Labor Day weekend. So hope everybody's week is off to a great start, as I said. And summer is going well wherever you're at. We're almost there. Week one against Minnesota Vikings is right around the corner. Everybody, wherever you're at, stay hydrated, stay safe. Tune in over at Game On Wisconsin all week long. And as always, go Pack Go. Off play action, back to the throw. Prescott with time. Right to sit over the middle through the hands of Cooper. Intercepted. Intercepted. Jair Alexander to the 20. Cutting left, 25 30. He's got an escort to the 35 40. Hurdles a defender across the 50. And into Dallas.